Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. Hey, welcome to the podcast domination show where we help you launch, grow, monetize, and dominate the podcasting space. This is a show where we believe that if you can get attention with your podcast, you can influence someone. And if you can influence someone, you can get them to take massive action. And if you can get someone to do that, you, my friend, can dominate. I'm Luis Diaz, your host and founder of Podcast Domination, and I'm your guide. Let's go. Hello again, or hello for the first time. Welcome to the podcast, Domination Show, where I help you grow, launch, dominate, monetize, scale, all that fancy stuff with your podcast. I'm Luis Diaz, your host. Today on the show, we have a guest from across the pond who and an amazing podcast. Today we have Lauren Tickner. Lauren is a fitness coach turned business coach who actually helps fitness entrepreneurs do what she has done and what she is doing with her business. She has a podcast called Impact School and on today's show we talk about ways to help her grow that show as well as what she's doing to currently grow it because it is it is very successful. So we dive into a little bit what she's doing. We talk about some ways she can optimize and continue to scale that show up and some excellent, excellent ways to add value to your audience and to the people you are serving, essentially, right? Uh, I've figured, I haven't figured this out, I've reframed the way I've thought about podcasts and really reframed the way I've thought about how you approach helping other people who are customers. And, and that's really been helpful helpful for me. I'm not going to get on a tangent right now, but um Lauren does an awesome job of serving her audience, adding tremendous value to the people she is looking to work with. And in this episode, she shares a lot of that. So I know you're going to get a lot of stuff out of this episode, uh, and I'd love to hear from you as well and tell me what you think. So simply email me, Lewis, L-U-I-S, Luis, I guess you would say it properly, at podcastdomination, all one word, dot C-O. I'd love to hear from you, or you can just join the Facebook group, Podcast Domination VIP Inner Circle. 
Lauren's in there actually. She's actually a member of that group. Um, so she'll be there. You can say hi to her and tell you tell her how you liked her episode with me. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Take notes because this is an awesome one. I'm really happy how this came out. And I will see you on the other side. Take care. What is going on, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast, Domination Show. Uh, I've got a special, special guest today. Um, someone I've been looking and watching from afar, um, seeing her grow, her show, and uh, just really impressed, really. Um, so it's a pleasure to finally connect with you, Lauren, and uh, have you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, no, it's great to connect. I'm super excited about this. Podcasting is something that I am incredibly passionate about. I love it. And hopefully the listeners gain something here today because we're going pretty, pretty meta, right? Like talking about podcasting on a podcast. I know. <laughs> Be right. with the, be with the topic to, I don't know, what's that saying? Like, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's going meta with it. Um, that that kind of got me today because I was, you know, I've, a lot of people know you for your fitness content. They know you for um, helping fitness entrepreneurs with their businesses. But, um, you know, I've been so impressed with how you've grown the podcast and how you've been able to network and, you know, leverage your relationships and different platforms. So, you know, I was curious to get you on here. I think I asked you an email last night. I was like, hey, like, what's working for you right now? So I guess um, first let's start off with kind of how you got into podcasting. That's interesting enough. And then we'll kind of figure out from there, like, what's working, what's not. And uh, Yeah, there. so there are, two, there are two big things that are working for me that I'll definitely be sharing with the listeners today. Cool. But how I got into podcasting was actually I started with, so I have two podcasts. The first one is called Business Meets Fitness, and that's what I started with. So initially, in order to build my own personal brand, I was posting fitness-related content that helped people become stronger. I was really into evidence-based training and nutrition. And because I was listening to quite high-level podcasts, yeah. I was like, oh, well, I want to start my own. There's no real young girls who are doing it. And so I think I started it when I was maybe 19 in university. I believe maybe I was 20. I don't know. Either way, irrelevant. And so, yeah, I mean, I was just having people come onto the show, sharing value, people who were super well known in the fitness industry. I was doing some solo episodes as well, just giving yeah. actionable information that people could implement into their lives and yeah, just gain some insight from. So that was the first podcast that I started out with. I still do that podcast this day now, but rather than it being focused around fitness information, it's information to help fitness business owners scale their business. Um, and so that's cool. I mean, it's good fun. I do it with my partner, James and yeah, we love doing it. It's just sharing value with people. And then because I kind of had some practice with that podcast, I figured like, I love podcasting. It's awesome. I think really it is the future because people put a podcast on, they then put their phone down and they drive or they put right. their phone in their pocket as they go for a walk and you're with them in their ears for this prolonged period of time. Yeah. uninterrupted a lot of times so people who are listening to this right now can probably relate and they're probably like oh yeah I'm listening to you talk as I'm not really focusing on much else yeah. um so yeah I love podcasting for all those reasons you get to really build a deep level of connection with your audience and mm. get to chat and connect with cool people like it's so like you know we wouldn't be speaking right now if neither of us had a podcast I've literally been able to connect with some of the biggest people so like Ed Milet people right. like Elena Cardone, um, oh my gosh, so many huge names that I would never have connected with if I didn't have a podcast. So 
anyway, so I did my first podcast, loved it. And then I was like, okay, I want to actually make one that is targeted and really just centered around building a personal brand-based online business and just like entrepreneurship in general. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I, I help a lot of people in my business. I help them build a personal brand-based online business. So like a service-based yeah. business, primarily coaches. And so I just wanted to create something that would be useful for them. And so I actually started it out and it had a different name. I've now changed the name and it's called Impact School. And it reached number 14 in the charts within, I think it was like 24 hours of launching, which was amazing. But not only that, I've now been featured by NASDAQ and it was featured as number nine in the world of all business podcasts by NASDAQ, which was amazing. And I've had a lot of kind of press reach out to me. and it's cool. Like I get so many people asking me to come on the show every single day yeah. uh, to the point where I've had to create this like massive application form thing <laughs> to like go through it and all that stuff. And I love doing it. And I recently just actually took down all the episodes and I re re-uploaded them all again because I wanted to make sure that they all had actionable value in them. So Mm. I know sometimes you can listen to a podcast, you bring on a guest, you think they're going to be amazing, but unfortunately they just don't deliver. And I found that I was, you know, uploading these podcast episodes because I just felt like I had to because I'd interviewed the guest. But that's because they were like a big name and just because I had their name, people would listen to the podcast episode, but I didn't just want to have a conversation be uploaded. Like that's not what I'm about personally, for sure. I like listening to podcasts of interviews with guests, but then when you bring on a guest who goes around the podcast circuit, like goes on all of these shows and they share the same same story, the same Mm -hmm. information again and again, literally they use the same lines again and again. It's super frustrating. So took down all the episodes and decided, okay, some of them I'm literally just never going to air again, but some of them I'm going to take them down. I'm going to add like an intro to it. And then at the end, I'm going to add my personal reflection on the conversation to mean that people still get actionable value. Cause that's what I'm all about. When I tune into a show, I I just want to get something that I can learn from. And so yeah, I mean, here we are today. I think now I'm on episode eight, even though I had about 55 episodes before. So re-uploading them. Monday is my day when I do my guest episode. Thursday is my solo episode. And now what I do, like I said, is I have that application form for guests so that I literally say in my form, what are the three steps that you're going to share in your episode so that people yeah. get actionable value. Um, and then we go through like affiliate deals. If there's anything that they, I can be an affiliate for and all that stuff. So yeah, I make sure that we really, we know what the title of the podcast episode is going to be before we even sit down and film the interview. Cause I yeah. just, honestly, I don't want to be dealing with that anymore. And I think for anyone listening, please just take that on board. Cause that will help you so much. And in order to cre- create my podcast intake form, I literally just use cognito forms. I found it. It's better than type form actually. And it's free. Really? And uh, yeah, you can upload, you can get them to upload their um, images that they want to use. You can get them to upload their bio. You can get them to answer questions such as what is your favorite episode of impact school? So that then you know that they actually listen to your podcast rather than just <laughs> You just pitch you cold, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've even had to do a thing now where I actually uh, charge guests if if they are pitching me. If I reach out to them and I want them on the show, like obviously not. But yeah. if they reach out to me, cold pitching me, like I get probably around 15, 20 of those a day. Yeah, then they have to pay the fee. And so that's 
definitely cut down uh, the amount of cut down the that I'm having to go through. So yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, charging guests, people always battle back and forth in that. And it's like, I think there's a time and place for it. You know? Yeah, I only did it after speaking to John Lee Dumas, who does it. And yeah. also then I spoke to um, Josh from Screw the 9 to 5, who also does it. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot more people are going to start doing it more and more now. But I think <laughs> like when your show is in high demand, then you can. And it will also save you exactly. so, so much time. Yeah, exactly. and exactly. It's supply and demand. <laughs> exactly. You're a media outlet, right? So this is a media, you're building a media outlet. Um, so I really want to take this podcast into a 180 degree direction because you touched on some really good things there that I've been really thinking about lately. And that's how do you approach an interview show the right way and understanding the pre-work that goes into it from vetting the guest to setting up the interview to making sure, Hey, if you're coming on my show, you're going to bring something of value. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing for one thing I would say that I've looked into is like, whenever you have a guest, make them bring on some kind of lead magnet or free gift for the audience and then you put that in a vault a vault is basically a page on your show on your domain that is unlike they have to type in their email address and their name and a password and then they get access to all of the back episode um free gifts and guides and tools and whatever whatever what have you mm-hmm. um obviously the guests can have a link on their on your page to go to their stuff as well um should the listeners want but um that's something i've been looking at too I think we I have a friend. Yeah, because one thing that I found is that normally when they give out a freebie, they're obviously the one that gets the leads. But then if you do it like this, you're the one that gets the leads. So yeah, that's super smart. I like that idea. Thank you for sharing that. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. I I think it's like, I want to make sure the guest gets a huge amount of value too. So it's like, there's a, there's a way you can, you can do it where you set up a page and you both get the leads, um, which is great too. Um, but yeah, I found like using that and then also like you're obviously creating a lot of content for your clients or creating a lot of worksheets and stuff for your clients, I'm sure, where yeah, you're helping them. Like you mentioned how you vet them, like that whole, um, the whole vetting process. Like I'm sure people listening to this want to know about that vetting process right mm. now, right? So what you could do is give that as a free giveaway um, and then talk about that on an episode. And then, hey guys, if you want to go get the free episode and free gift I just talked about, just sat through and talked about for 30 minutes, you can go ahead and you can go to, you know, laurentickner.com and, and. Okay. I'll give it to them here. I'll send you a link and you can put it in the notes. <laughs> I will share. Don't worry. So if you get the free gift, you will both, you'll get on both my list and Lauren's list. I promise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the email lists. <laughs> right. Exactly. You'll get on both. You'll, you'll get highs and, and, uh, more replies from both of us. So, um, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, I really love the, like your thought process around making sure people have actionable tips. Um, When I first started off the podcast, my first one was called high performance habits and it was all about strategies and like tactical things. And I looked at Tim Ferriss and I was like, okay, what is he doing to get like over a million freaking downloads a month? Um, And that was one of the things he did was he gave very specific actionable things. Like you just mentioned with the actual website URL incognito incognito. Or cognito. cognito forms. Cognito forms. Okay. So like things like that. Sometimes you go through a whole podcast episode and people don't mention a damn thing you can actually do. Mm, <laughs> and it's just so like, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It drives me crazy. Yeah, exactly. So with your new podcast, I'd love to dive in there. So that's, so how, what kind of feedback have you received from those new episodes now that you've got that new intro? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's not even just like the new intro. I don't actually have a kind of set intro or anything. It's just 
I record it every Perfect. time, which is something that I've been I've been umming and ahhing about whether I should get one or not. But for now, it's working as it is. I have been getting such good feedback since I changed the podcast. So since I've made it very clear, like you are going to walk away from every single episode with a piece of value that you can implement step by step. People have been loving it. I've been getting more shares on my story despite the fact that I've been telling them less to share on their story. Rather, I've been telling them to share the podcast episode with a friend. Because I read this statistic, I think it was shared by like, iTunes or something that it's something it's something crazy you probably know it off by heart but it's something like 80% of podcast listeners like found the podcast because a friend told them about it or something like that and so sharing on the story I don't think is as good as telling you always hear like if you listen to like Andy Frisella his Mm -hmm. podcast or Ed Milet (laughs) they tell you to they tell you to share the podcast episode with a friend rather than sharing it on your story and yeah, I think it's because people are more likely to pass that information on word of mouth. And so something that I kind of say now is like, I'm like, you learn by teaching. So basically go tell your friends what you learn in this podcast episode, because it means that you're going to retain more of the information. And Ooh, yeah, that's like that. really nicely because it's true. Firstly, when yeah. you share a piece of information that you've just learned about, with someone and you break it down and you explain it to them, you are more likely to retain it. I mean, yeah, yeah then they're going to go tell a friend about it. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so smart too. It it's forces them to implement. And also it's going to be like, Oh, where'd you learn that from? Oh, exactly. I heard it from Lauren Tickner's show. Boom. Yeah, exactly. It smart. works super well. Super, super smart. So all these little take those little tactics, like it's funny because when you go into podcasting, you don't think you don't look at that stuff, but that's like the stuff that's going to make you move the needle more than mm. for instance, having a standard intro, um, yeah. which is, I, I think that's like, honestly, if you can keep doing it live, it's actually even better. Yeah. It's yeah, a pattern, I, I think so. Pattern and also, it's really interesting. They always seem to use English accents as the intro. <laughs> like yeah. I already have that. So I'm all good, right? <laughs> that's true. Maybe you should start charging for voiceover, being a voiceover artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the people listening, you know what to come if you want one. Yeah. <laughs> voiceover artists right here. So bam. Um, that's, uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with an English accent. Cause my, like I was saying my, before we got on the, on the mic, my mom's British. So I've always been, um, scalded and, uh, yelled at in British accents. So <laughs> <laughs> I got a different experience with them. Um, but, uh, but that is, that's super interesting. So what's working right now for you to summarize is a, you're telling people to start to teach your messages that you're putting on there. Mm. Um, to other people, which is awesome. And right? tell them that they learn it from the Impact School podcast. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get a, you better cite my cite your work, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give credit Always. where credit's due. Yeah. Um, so that's one. Number two, you've taken down all of your podcasts and really kind of reevaluated them and said, okay, I'm not going to post some of these, but I'm going to redo the intro and I'm going to make sure that people pull out one one piece of information that they can take action on. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like a big big project. And so honestly, like, I don't think people necessarily need to do that. It's just because I had just finished some tasks and I was at a stage where for me, the podcast is a real big focus. You know, I want to consistently be in the top 10 of all business podcasts in the world. Like that is my goal. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that in order to achieve that, I need to make that happen. And I do think I can make it happen. Yeah. I need to start becoming more, well, I need to just continue to grow. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but I think like the biggest thing is 
really that's actually helped me grow to the level where I'm at is that I've been able to get amazing guests on. And so these guests that I've had on the show, I've been able to get them on through leveraging my social proof of my social media following. So that's been a massive, massive benefit to me. And also the fact that I was able to quote uh, and I took a screenshot of my podcast in the charts and uh, that also helps massively. So it's important to keep your eye on these things. So yeah, that's definitely been really, really helpful. I've got some questions for you in terms of how you're reaching out to these big name guests. You mentioned Elena Cardone. You mentioned Ed Milet. Um, Lots of people are sliding into their DMs. Is that how you started? Did you hit them up through email? Did you get a warm intro? Um, Walk me through how how that went down. Yeah, it's always been through DMs. So I'm fortunate in the sense that I have a on Instagram about 130,000 followers. So unfortunately, I mean, I wish the world wasn't this way, but typically when you see someone has a big following, you take them more seriously. Um, It's just, honestly, it's just how it is. And so I'm also now verified on Instagram, which of course helps, but I wasn't back then. So I would direct message people just being like, hey, I have a podcast and it reached number 14 in the world within 24 hours of launching. Um, I really like your content. In particular, I enjoy your message about blah, blah, blah. blah. So like you really want to pinpoint that you do know what this person is all about. Pick a particular topic that they have spoken about in the past and yeah, just like make it clear that you have consumed a piece of content of theirs. So maybe you've read their book and on page 225, they spoke about how you can tell a story through using a particular framework or something really pinpoint on that and then tell them how you've implemented it in your life and how it's helped you. So there's really like a few steps there. Firstly, you need to consume that work. Secondly, you need to tell them which bit you liked in particular. Thirdly, you need to tell them how it's improved your life in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, That's one thing that you need to do. And then you should also just like thank them for their work and how they've been so great to you. And finally, you just need to invite them on. Um, But it's always like making sure that you lead with value. You know, you can, I I basically said like, I have this podcast that reached 14th in the world within 24 hours of launching. Now really that doesn't actually mean too, too much, but it sounds good. So what can you do? that will sound good to people when you're reaching out to them. Um, Maybe you don't have a podcast that's been in the top 20, but maybe you've had other guests on the show already who you can leverage. So as soon as I had Ed Milet on the show, anytime I reached out to somebody, I was literally tagging him. And I was like, I've had Ed Milet on the show. I've had at Buff Bunny on the show, who's super well-known in the fitness industry. She's got like 2 million followers or something. Um, Her name's Heidi Summer. She's a friend of mine. Yeah. And like, so yeah. I think these things are all really, really important to do. Um, But here's the thing. I know that people listening to this right now, maybe you don't have a big following. Maybe you've never had any big guests on in the past. Mm. You just need to produce content that's valuable and you need to get people talking about it. Do you have any friends who know any influencers? If you do, try get them on the show. Maybe you know some CEOs of companies or maybe you could just connect with people on social media who are making a big impact in your particular niche but they just don't have that big audience. Like you just want to make sure that you try get people on who really are well respected. Because yeah. once you have people who are well respected within your field, then you can use that as leverage to get further guests on. But it's super important to realize like at the beginning, we all start from ground zero and 
just because you don't have a big following, just because you don't have good guests doesn't mean that you can't always be in that position. You literally just need one to say yes. You need right. one person to give you a shot. And if it's kind of a numbers game, like if you send enough DMs, then you'll be fine. <laughs> so what I would do is like, I would basically go onto Google Docs, create a message template and basically like send copy it. And paste. You adjust yeah, obviously, yeah. It. Well, no, it's not copy and paste because you need to edit it for each guest. Yeah. Yeah, send it to them it. via DM, then also send it to them via email. Three days later, if they haven't replied, follow up with them. When you send a DM to someone, make sure that you go comment on their most recent post saying, by the way, I just sent you a direct message. You can also find them on LinkedIn, yeah. connect with them on LinkedIn and add a note to them when you connect with them. Um, any other social medias, like you can go just literally like immerse them. Yeah. <laughs> and just if they have a podcast, leave a review. Hey. If they, if they have a podcast, leave a review. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. All these different things that you can do. Um, I think people send one DM and then they maybe follow up with them, but then they don't do anything else. Like you need to be consistent and persistent. And just because they, like, for example, I've DM Gary V. I've emailed him. He still hasn't replied to me, but I'm going to keep trying, you know? And yeah. you got, every time that you keep trying, you have to come at it from a new angle. Because if you say the same thing again and again and again, then they're going to get bored. Like maybe you could bet now offer them that you'll promote their brand new launch and you'll let their business be a sponsor of their sh of your show for three months or something. I don't know if you really want yeah. them as a guest that bad, then you could do that. So there's just a few things that you can do there. I love that. I love that. Um, which email are you using for Gary V? Is it Gary at Gary Vaynerchuk or is it like, oh my God, Gary? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a couple of them. I mean, I try like, I don't know if this is right, but I think I might've seen it because I was at a Gary V event and the guy next to me had Gary V's like personal email. He was like, oh yeah, man, you yeah, up every he shouts right out now. in YouTube videos <laughs> sometimes. So basically yeah. him say it there. but honestly, like it's just one of those things where right now I'm actually, I have so many podcasts that I I'm going to just like wait a few months um, because I don't need to record any new podcast episodes right now. Right. But yeah. I mean, in the future I'd like to do it and then go fly over there and do it in person. But yeah, uh, yeah I'll definitely, it's going to happen. Just you wait. It will happen. But... <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, nice. I I'm curious. You obviously you've, I think your podcast is really successful. Um, and also your Instagram is very successful. And I know those two work together hand in hand. Um, what happens after a podcast for you when it like, how do you promote your podcast on Instagram? What's yeah. Yeah. No, my Instagram is at Lauren Tickner. So it's just my name, but then I also have a Instagram for my podcast, which is impact underscore school. Mm -hmm. So I promote it on my personal Instagram stories. And then we, I have a team member who actually makes graphics for the impact school feed and it looks super cool and aesthetic so anyone listening right now like go check that out because uh it looks yeah it looks awesome um but i didn't used to do that of course and that's only right. since i brought someone on uh who does it for me i would not be able to do that myself like i fundamentally i don't know how right. um Same. don't always email it out to my list again this is something that i'm going to start doing need to get better at that promoting the podcast after you've created it like you spend so much time creating it why not promote it? So now I'm much heavily, much more heavily promoting. Um, I also have a messenger bot as well where I'm going to start sending every episode out to them. Nice. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you have it in your email footer? Let's see. If you, uh -huh. In your email? My podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Your email footer. Um, that's a great yeah. place. YouTube channel, LinkedIn, LinkedIn background wallpaper. 
um, yes, is another one. Yes, I need to do that. Um, I have it on my LinkedIn in my title, I think, in my okay. job title. So it's all good. Bingo. Yeah, that's a, always a good one. Uh, the website, the podcast website looks really good. Or the, uh, the Instagram page looks yeah. very, very awesome. So kudos there. Um, what, so how, I'm curious. So basically you have an Instagram page. You also have your personal page. Do you ever promote it on your main feed or is it just like kind of like stories where you're sending people to swipe up? Um, yeah, so often stories with um, swipe up, but sometimes I talk about it in my captions. Got it. Got you to kind of yeah. reference it and say, hey, like link in bio. Yeah, or- yeah. So I'll do a caption about like a particular topic. And then at the end, I'll be like, by the way, I just did an entire podcast episode about this on my podcast. Like go swipe up on my story or head over to type in Impact School um, on any podcast provider and you can listen now. Gotcha. Got it. And for me, I, I, I don't know if this, you found this as well. I don't know if you have a Facebook group for your show, for like your listeners. Um, for me, from a targeting perspective, and then also just kind of a, a great way to keep people in the loop um, is having a Facebook group. Do you have a Facebook group for the show or have you experimented yeah. with that at all? I do have a Facebook group. In hindsight, I kind of wish I didn't. Um, I find that it's just yeah, I don't know. It doesn't work too good for me. Personally, I think that I have a Facebook group from the members of my online programs. So my yeah. courses and then my higher level stuff, I have a, a Facebook group for that. And that one's super engaged, whereas the podcast one just isn't too engaged. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't think it's personally for me necessary. For some people, it might work better. I just post so much content everywhere. Like I have two podcasts. I have my Instagram. I have YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just overkilling it at this stage. <laughs> yeah, if you get all those other cylinders working, it's not too big of a big of a deal. Obviously, my Instagram following is not is, is puny, so the Facebook group for me is better because I can schedule things out, be a bit more planned and organized. Yeah. Um, than than Instagram. Um, in terms of you, always got a big following. You've done well with the branding and getting yourself out there. Uh, how is easy it easy or hard is it for you to find shows to be on? I'm sure you get oh, this all is a time. good question. Yeah, so I recently um, just actually started getting invited on tons in like the past month, which is awesome. <laughs> and I think it's because good. I kind of have actively just committed to like making the offer. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I if let's say I was to pitch someone like Entrepreneurs on Fire, like I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna invite me on that, and he'll also make me pay like three grand or whatever it's. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it comes to Typically, I find that when it comes to shows of people who have maybe a smaller audience than me, then mm. they're super willing to invite me on. But when it comes to people who have like a bigger audience than me, then naturally they just aren't wanting yeah. to have me on. Demand is um, high. So, you know, it makes sense, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to get invited on like my Let's Podcast and all that. But right. that's a long-term goal. And I think that as I continue to put myself align myself with big entrepreneurs in the space, then that should hopefully happen. And also as I continue to show that I really do know what I'm talking about. So I'm 22 at the moment, so I'm still super young. I did just get invited. Have you heard of Casey Adams? He has quite a big podcast mm-hmm. called Rise yeah. of the Young. So I got invited on that, which is amazing because yeah, he's got a lot of people downloading that. Um, and what other podcasts? I mean, obviously I'm on this one now, which you're, is really- hey, you're on this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just been, yeah, quite a lot recently. But, oh, I actually was invited on Australia's biggest health and fitness podcast. Um, so I did that last week. And 
yeah, I mean, it's good. So it's just like trying to get, just trying to go on podcasts, which actually align with my brand. So I used to get invited on tons of fitness ones. Um, I still go on fitness ones. So like the, the one that I went on was called my muscle project, but we spoke about business, not about fitness. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Australia is really interesting. They're one of the, they spend like, I don't know if this is the exact static statistic, but they spend, um, they're like top three, I think, in spend for educational services. So oh, when really? it comes to, yeah, when it comes to education, um, courses, seminars, events, podcasts, Australians, all my Australian friends out there, you guys kill it. And um, Charles Poliquin actually said this. Um, he said, I think he said it before he passed away, you, you wouldn't be surprised if in the future you're going to see Australia and all these other countries are spending a ton of money on education really go past the U.S., and so was, I think it was mainly talking about Europe and um, Australia because they spend so much money on education. In a few years, they're going to see them skyrocket past uh, UK and US in terms of wow. like income, education, the quality of product they're putting out. So um, kudos to the Australians. So <laughs> it's good that you got on that show because I think you'll probably get a good, some good traction from it. A lot of people will follow yeah, you back. Yeah, for sure. And I went on one as well that is a fitness business one. And, um, we're actually doing a JV tomorrow, like and nice. he's putting it out to his list. Yeah. For my, for, for, for my course, which helps people build an online fitness coaching business. Um, so yeah, like that's going to be amazing because obviously we, we literally posted it and within 24 hours, there was like a hundred people sign up to the webinar, which I thought his audience was a lot smaller than that. So that was amazing. Yeah. These people right. are all people who have already bought from him. So it's pretty promising. Good. So how is you doing a, a webinar? Do you ever promote your webinar on your podcast at all? Always. Yeah, okay. I have a I have an episode checklist and I actually just like um was right, finish finishing writing it earlier because I'm basically turning it into like a PDF to give Perfect. to like my higher level students who are building their personal brand based uh business. And there's like a few different things that I put in the checklist. But yeah, mm-hmm. one of them is like in every single podcast episode, promote one of my webinars. So yeah. Is it recurring? Is it a recurring webinar or is it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Automated. Or? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Evergreen. Got it. Yeah. That's probably the best way to go in terms of podcasting. Like once a month, you send everyone there um, and then you go from there and see what works. Uh, I do now, live ones every now and then, but uh-huh. I like to do the evergreen. Yeah. It works good. It's consistency wise. It's going to be better than having to rely on, you know, your schedule and everything else to, to line up. Um, Press kits. In terms of when you go on another get on another show, how do you prepare for that? I just freestyle, you know. Freestyle, show up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's working so far. Yeah, hundred um, percent. In terms of images or anything like that, I mean, I found that if you give people some stuff beforehand, it makes the epi- it makes the episode um, better for you and better for the host because now they don't trip over anything or they don't know they know what to say and what to ask and what not to say and what not, not to ask. Um, and then they also get your pictures right. So after this, after this episode, I'm going to have to ask you for your, your best photo shot photo, <laughs> but, um, but things like that, I've seen people really do a good job with that kind of stuff. Um, I would definitely say on your site, um, have like a press kit page where it's like your best images, key talking yeah, points. So at the moment courses. I have that in the form, like that's what people can upload into the Cognito form. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's covered in that. Yeah. All of your stuff. My personal stuff? Oh, right. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. 
So when you go to like another guest or you're a guest on someone else's show, say, Hey, like, here's my stuff. Here's my, in my professional mm -hmm. intro, my best oh, image, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll make that. I'll make that today. Yeah. And then in terms of like contests, you use contests at all. I think for anyone listening and then also you, Lauren, like you would probably crush it with just some simple giveaway contests um, just every now and then just to get your yeah. reviews up or just your downloads, spike your download numbers. Yeah. So normally now when it comes to that type of thing, what I'll do is I will promote the giveaway yeah. on um, my social media rather than on the podcast. Cause I want to keep the podcast like as evergreen as possible. Um, it's like whenever I hear a, like a, they're like saying like, Oh, go, go listen to go uh, enter this giveaway and all that. And it's like from way in the past, like I get kind of annoyed on a podcast just cause of like the nature of it being evergreen. So yeah, yeah. like I did that on Instagram actually. And I have quite a lot of downloads. I mean, quite a lot of reviews, even though I literally haven't even like ever asked for a review in mm -hmm. my podcast. Um, it's all just come from social media. And I also think that kind of keeps it less annoying because I found out as well that reviews don't even make a difference in the algorithm for podcasting yeah. and helping you grow. And like, obviously I've got now the social proof. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good on that front, I think. Right, right. No, I, I, you, you had a good point there with like the evergreen, keeping shows evergreen. If you put the contest in there, that is a thing you're going to have a, that's a factor you have to play into, right? So it's, it's mm -hmm. definitely something you want to know and be aware of. No, it's good. Yeah. I never thought about that. Um, in terms of the, the, you touched on the logarithm. So I guess we can kind of break down the logarithm a little bit. Um, from what I understand, this is probably, this is, there's other like secrets or other people out there who maybe know better, but from what I understand it, it is basically the number of subscribers within the last 24 hours is yeah. the number one metric that they, they, uh, they look at. So, yeah. That's what I had too. Right. So I think like for me, yeah, you're right. The, um, the reviews don't play account. They don't care. Um, I do think they do matter for new and noteworthy from what I've been seeing. Oh, really? Because um, the new and noteworthy, it's actually, a, from what I see, it's, it's a curated, it's like partially curated from a human. And then also they look at the numbers too on the back end, which okay. no one can really see. Um, I wonder how many they actually look out for, like how many downloads. I, I don't know. I know, I know, I can tell you right now, the last two shows, the shows we launched that got on new and noteworthy, um, were both north of like 10,000 downloads in the first like week, week yeah. or so. So it's, that's probably not like a, like a hard and fast number, but, um, for me, it's, I'm kind of using it as a metric as to say, okay, this show is probably going to be on new and noteworthy. Um, yeah. cool. So what's Don't you have to submit to get on that? What's that? Don't you have to submit to get on that? Um, no, it's a, it's just a, it's actually, um, they curate it and they, they pick up, they like hand pick them. So that's why I was saying like the, the reviews in that scenario might play a factor. Um, I'm thinking they do, but I'm not hundred percent sure. So I can't guarantee anything. Got you. Um, yeah. And in, what else in terms of what's working, what's not working, do you think is, um, you think relevant for people listening who want to go check out your show? And, uh, um, well, I mean, I guess like, obviously, you know, they can go listen to hear how I do it. I mean, I think that for me, honestly, I really don't like edit the show. Yeah. I, I have it pretty like, I mean, obviously I edit it, but I, I don't cut tons of bits out and put loads of fancy music in and stuff. Um, when I listen to podcasts, like 
I know, business lunch by Roland Frazier and he has all this music in the background. Like, I think it sounds amazing <laughs> and it makes me want it. But right now, like, I don't feel like I'm getting enough downloads to spend more money on someone like editing it it. at that high of a level. Um, I really like the thought of it. And I mean, it would be cool, but in the future, that's what I want to do. I also want to make sure that I'm recording more of my episodes in person. But again, like living in the UK, that's pretty hard because most people that I interview are in America. So like, I don't want to be constantly going to America all the time to film podcasts. It's expensive, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And also just like time consuming and well, I don't know. I mean, I just really need to figure out how to get my podcast like actually growing. So I guess, you know, you asked me like the questions that I had, how do I actually grow it? Like, how do I continue to grow it? Because I fundamentally don't understand how podcasts grow unless you have a social media following. Like, I really think the only reason I have people actually listening is because of I had a following on social media already. And so this is a question that I get asked a lot as well. Perfect. I get this question every single day. Um, The question before the question is understanding how do people find podcasts, Mm. right? And we touched on this before where it's like they get referred. They people like, I tell you about a good podcast, you go listen to it. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. That's how Andy Fischel has grown his. That's why his is so successful because he tells people, hey, look, I need you to go share this with somebody else. So I think the more you drill that message home, um, there's no way to track this. There's no way to guarantee it, but it's more of like a branding play. Mm. The more you drill that home, go share this, um, go share this with a friend, go give this to someone else who needs it. Um, that is for me. And you look at the numbers, there's, a, I'll leave the article in the, in the show notes, that discoverability factor where people are just referring you out to other people because you're helping them is the easiest way to get your show out there. You can do paid ads too. So if you were looking at, you want to do paid ads, you could do, I would say, go start like a low-end, cheaper platform, like an Overcast ads. I was just talking about this on another interview. Um, I use Overcast ads before. It's, I paid 60 bucks. I got something like 60 or something subscribers uh, and then like 15,000 impressions, I think. So in terms of like, the ease of use, I to set it up and the what I got from it, it's not bad. Um, mm-hmm. So you could do things like that. Spotify has also got another platform to grow it. Um, and then also cross promo. So how many, have you done like shout out for shout outs? Like, do you remember when those were big on Instagram? They, I've never, uh, um, not really to be honest. Okay. So in, there's back, not back in the day, this is like a couple, maybe like two years ago or something. The um, shout out for shout outs were like, you'd have a page with 15,000 followers they would shout out a person with maybe 20 and then they cross promo. And then people who would find those people on that page would see that post and they'd go to that other page. You got to shout it out. And it was just basically a swap, like a list swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people don't do that enough in podcasts, but you can do that. You can reach out to other podcasters in your space and say, Hey, I'd love to do a cross promo where you shout out their show. They shout out your show and yeah. then see how that works. So, um, do you feel like people actually want to do that? Yeah, because everyone wants to grow. Everyone like, I want to grow my show. You want to grow your show. I'm going to say, hey, go check out Lauren's Impact School. She did a great job. She came on my show last week. We had a great time. Um, definitely highly recommend her show. And people are like, oh shit, like I never heard of that show. Let me go check it out. Yeah. I find yeah, shows like that all the time. Because think about it, your podcaster, they like you. They already trust you. Mm. And now you're giving them a referral. So yeah. that's, um, that's one way. I don't even use it enough. I should use it more. <laughs> 
But, yeah, I'm uh, going to start doing that more because like what you could do is every time, like, let's say, I don't know, let, I just today recorded a podcast episode about an email list, like how to start an email list and how to actually like the best way to grow your email list. Yeah. And so what I could do is I could find someone who is an expert about growing that email list and say, hey, I'm doing a podcast about email lists. Like I'd love to give your podcast a shout out. But in return, like, do you think there's any chance? Well, to be honest, you could even give it a shout out for and free. Reciprocate. And then just say like, hey, by the way, in my podcast, I actually just gave your podcast a shout out. And uh, here's the link to the episode. And I literally love what you're doing. And that kind of builds a relationship. I think actually that could be such a cool way to do it. And then yeah. like, of course, you can do the ways, the way around in which you say, let's do a shout out for shout out. But mm-hmm. if you just do it free without expecting anything back. I feel like that's going to help you build a better relationship with people. Yeah. Um, I look at podcasting as it's the new form of blogging. So you look at every way people used to grow blogs. Well, another way, that's a really good way, by the way, it's like everyone should do that. Yeah. Um, another way is listicles. So a listicle was like 20 best podcasters you should listen to or 20 best pieces of advice from the top fitness entrepreneurs. You get a soundbite from every one of those fitness entrepreneurs put it in your podcast. Then you share the link with them and say, Hey, I shouted you out. I gave you a piece of advice. It's number four at minute 1360, 136. I love for you to share, or here you go. Chances are if they're flattered, if they like you, if they know you already, they're going to share it with somebody. Right. Yeah. 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 That's um, a good point. I tried to do one of them one time, but I found it kind of hard, but yeah, I think like doing it like that is so much easier or you could just, yeah, you can just say, by the way, I'm making a podcast episode on this topic and get them to just send you the audio. Is that what you meant? Yeah. 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 You could get yeah. them to record something on their phone. What's like 30 seconds of something you wish you knew before you started your fitness business? Mm, like yeah. reach out to that. It's a good, Phil Heath, good idea. Yeah. Easy. Vince Salmani, reach out to all your old guests. And I'll share with you one more strategy after this too. Um, reach out to all your old guests and get them to share one piece of advice and say, um, just one more do, do, we're going to do a listicle episode or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then just send it to them when it's done. Send them the link. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is, you ever heard of Nathan Hirsch? Mm-mm. Nathan, not Nathan Hirsch, sorry. Um, Nathan Lacta. <laughs> it's the other guy. Not, um, no. He's, so everyone should go listen to the top entrepreneurs podcast, the top entrepreneurs podcast. Um, he's making, writing it down. Uh, yeah. He's, he's really, really freaking smart. He's making like, I want to see over like a couple hundred grand from his podcast, like over 200 grand from his podcast annual annually. It's a daily show, but he has a very specific structure. He asks people, how much revenue are you making? Where are you finding your first hundred customers? Um, What's your monthly churn rate? All this stuff. And um, what he's done, he's sold that information to companies who want it. Mm. So he's taking the podcast and turning it into a product. That's genius. So you can take your episodes from all these huge people and just turn it into an audiobook, mm. Or you can turn it into a podcast. You can turn it into a written thing, get it transcribed. Um, yeah. Lots of different things you can do there. Um, from gro- a growth standpoint, what he's done is he took... he interviewed like 10 people before he launched. And then he said, Hey, I can only drop with five of you. Um, I'm going to drop with five of you, the five who agree to promote it to their email list tomorrow. And I'm going to be running ads to it. So you'll get some great promo. Mm. And then he had like six people reach back. Hey, I'd love to share your episode with my email list. Um, 
And then he did that. And that's how he got people to promote via email. Mm. So yeah, uh, you're not launching your bit past that. You're past that part. But um, if <laughs> anyone's launching for any of your clients or students launching, get them to email or get them to interview a couple of people. Um, only launch with a few who agree to actually help promote it. Yeah, it makes sense. Be email or something else. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's super smart. And I really, my favorite thing is like that listicle thing. Like you've really inspired me to actually go ahead and do that. Like I'm literally going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going out now because it's kind of late here in the UK. Yeah. But after that, I'm going to start thinking of some podcast topics to do. Yeah. You could literally leverage that like five best pieces of advice from the top entrepreneurs. You know, uh, a million ways you can do it. Just get them to record on their phone. Exactly. Super yeah. It makes it easy for them. Yeah, shoot a text. Hey, could you just record like five seconds on your phone yeah. and send it to me? Um, cool. I know it's late over there in the UK, so uh, I'll uh, want to wrap up here. But is there any questions I didn't ask you that um, you wanted to to go over? No, I think actually we shared a lot of value here, and I hope people can gain a lot from it. I think my biggest takeaways: listicle, potentially running ads. What do you say you run ads on for the podcast? Overcast. Overcast.fm forward slash ads, ADS. Okay, That's I'm just like opening that right now. So my boyfriend runs a ads agency, so he can add that to his offer, yeah. what he can help people do. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's super simple. Okay. Like it takes like two seconds. He'll be able to master it. Cool. Well, I'm going to do that. Oh, there's one slot available for business. So, <laughs> oh, okay, this is pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Okay, this is really interesting. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's going to charge you, this one's going to charge me $875 for 100 subscriptions. That's kind of... Is it per? Per 100 or is it for 100? For 100, yeah. 100 subscribers? Yes. Dang. Go to the education one. Go to the education. There's a lot lower ones. There's health and fitness. Oh, yeah. It's like a third of the price. That's (laughs) much. That's what I used. (laughs) That is so interesting. Yeah, I guess it's because it's a business one. Interesting. Yeah. Use it for launch only. Huh? Use it like, I would use that when you're like launching something. That's high ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, no, that's super, super helpful. So thank you so much for having me on today. And uh, I look forward to connecting with these listeners as well. Like, yeah, about... I'd love to hear their podcast as well. I mean, I'm always looking for new podcasts. So especially like business ones, if anyone has like a business podcast or maybe like mindset, hit me up. Hit, hit Lauren up. She's going to be a guest on your show. Oh, well that too. I mean, yeah, I'll be a guest. <laughs> I'm down. Like if the, if the, my criteria for like going on people's podcasts is like, have they been doing it consistently for a long time? Cause I feel like a lot of people start a podcast and then they stop and yeah. also, you know, are they, uh, am I going to be able to share value with their audience? And also, are they getting decent downloads? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I say to people now is like, if they ask me to come on their show, I just say, just like reach out to me again when you're getting like 5,000 downloads per month or something. So yeah, yeah, it makes sense for you. You got to be, you got to value your time, right? Yeah, I so. agree. What, what would you say is like a good amount of downloads? For, per episode? A business niche. Business niche per, per month per month total or per episode? Like, hey, every episode is going to get at least a grand, a thousand episodes, a thousand downloads. I don't or, know. Like, uh, yeah. let's, let's say, I would say, let's say total. I would say a safe number where it's like, all right, you're, you're decent. You're okay. It's 10,000. Per month? Uh, per month, minimum. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so if they have ten thousand per month. <laughs> Way to use it. And then, um, and then per episode, you want to get anywhere, I would say, depending on how many episodes you're dropping, like yeah. north of 750 to 1,000 is, is like, okay, you're decent. It's like B minus. But um, I mean, you know, there's shows. I know shows that get like 10,000, 20,000 downloads a month and just, or yeah. per episode. And it's like great potential yeah. there. Yeah. So do you think that podcast favors like listen time? You know how YouTube favors watch time? Do you think mm-hmm. that podcasts do that? They will. I believe they will. If you look at the analytics that Apple's installed into their platform, yeah, that's a whole other episode. Um, but they are starting to track consumption rate. So why are they doing that? Maybe yeah, because they sense. want to start charging because then they can charge per listen mm. on certain ads. Same thing with Pandora. Pandora's got an ad platform. I was speaking to them last couple weeks ago. They're just starting to roll out podcast ads. They're like in the works of it. But right. that's super expensive well, if you're there. So yeah. Whole other episode. Well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. It's very helpful. Welcome. And, uh, yeah, it was great to connect with you. Likewise, Lauren. Have a good night. All right. I appreciate it. I know it's late over yes. there. Yes. No, you too. I'll see you later. Okay. Yep. One last thing. Where can people find you, connect with you best? Well, they can listen to Impact School. Um, also on Instagram. So at Lauren Tickner. Obviously, they should be sharing this on their story. <laughs> That's right. And tagging well, us cool. both. That's right. Um, but yeah, like I also have a YouTube channel. So if you have a, if, if you want to start a YouTube or if you're interested in watching vlogs, um, I don't know. I talk about random things on, on my YouTube, YouTube but it's all entrepreneurship related. And personally, like I really like to watch entrepreneurs who vlog when I'm just yeah. like chilling in the evening. Cause I personally hate TV. So I kind of make the type of videos that I would like to watch where I still <laughs> their value, but it's also kind of fun and it involves a lot of food. Um, so yeah, I mean, glimpse into my life and it was fun connecting. So thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Lauren. I appreciate it. Um, I'll link your, uh, everything in the show notes as well. Uh, yeah. YouTube, Facebook, podcasts, IG, all that good stuff. And um, for anyone else listening, you know where to connect with Lauren. Enjoy guys. And I'll see you later. Peace. Hey, what's up, Lewis again. And I get asked this question a lot, so I wanted to answer it here for you in a unique manner. And that question is, Lewis, what exactly do you do? How do you help podcasters? What exactly do you and what does podcast domination really help with? Well, instead of me sitting here and telling you all the amazing stuff about us, I thought it'd be fun and interesting for you guys to hear what our clients are saying. So here you go, please enjoy. Lewis literally makes my life so much easier. All I have to do is record my content. I don't have to worry about editing it. I don't have to worry about writing show notes. I don't have to create any of my graphics to promote it. He literally does everything for me. We hired Lewis to kind of help us set up podcasts and for us to put our content out and kind of grow our brand. And all I really have to say, it's been a huge success. It's been really easy. Lewis and his whole team have made the whole process easy. Setting it up originally, which with podcasts is kind of intimidating and there's a lot of things that if you're not really, if you don't know a lot about the platform, that it's very time consuming. So Lewis made all of that easy. In the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I was completely overwhelmed, confused, stressed out because I went on YouTube trying to figure out how to set up a successful podcast. 
and actually going on YouTube, I was just bombarded by so much information that I just wanted to give up on the idea. And then I met a good friend of ours that introduced me to Lewis and we hit it off. And he just said to me, it's really, really simple. I will take care of everything for you. I think what Lewis has done for me has made it seem so painless. He has took my idea and saved me money, he saved me time and energy. And more importantly, he's made my Persistence Factor podcast sound professional. Well, I hope you enjoyed those sound bites as much as I enjoyed putting them together. <laughs> if you have any questions about how we can help you grow, launch, or further your podcasting efforts, feel free to reach out to me at Lewis at Podcast Domination, or you can reach out to my team and ask them some questions. Hello at podcastdomination.co. Both are .co. Just make sure that's, uh, keep that in mind. Anyways, I'll see you on the next episode. And until next time, keep dominating.